You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Steadypicks.com. It's completely free to sign up, so go sign up today. Best bets from myself, Ricky, Donnie, and of course the Steady Picks system, please. All completely free. Go ahead and sign up and follow me over on Twitter at SteadyPicks underscore Tom and the main Steady Picks account at GetSteadyPicks. But today, folks... We have a very exciting show. Um, I am going to talk a little bit about Survivor. That's what we're going to go over today. Um, The rest of the week, tomorrow, it's looking like we'll have Clive Bixby join the show. Talk about his new project, his new um, podcast that he's doing called Forward Progress with Rob Pozzola every Monday. Looking ahead to, to betting lines. I listen to it. Uh, on on Monday, it's released on, you know, they do it, what, late Sunday night or early Monday morning to be released on, on Monday. Uh, so I listened to that. It was fantastic. I highly recommend that. If you, um, if you are into betting early in the NFL, because they touch a little bit about looking ahead, what lines look a little fishy to them. They reflect on last week's games. Uh, it's just two really smart people talking about the early lines of football. So, I, I mean, I think it's a must-listen to on your way in to your job or to work or as you're making your coffee on Monday morning. I really do think it's a fantastic listen. Just uh, put this one on first, would you? <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Um, and so that'll be tomorrow. Clive will be on. We're going to talk about that and some other things. Tonight I'll be recording an episode. I believe I will be. Maybe I should confirm before I say it, but yeah, uh, I'll be confirm. I'll be uh, recording a, a podcast as a guest on a podcast, um, which will be kind of cool. We got invited on to to do a a spot with with some folks and. I will be taking the dive in. That that'll be tonight. We'll we'll do that and we'll talk mainly NFL. Well, that one's all NFL. Uh so we'll do that for sure. I've also got a bunch of tennis picks today. I think I have four or five tennis picks. Uh summer for this morning, summer for tomorrow. I'll make sure I tweet them out. I know I as soon as I get done the show, I start running around and uh sometimes I forget, but I will I will be better. If I do forget, just ask me. Always just ask. 
I'll give them out as soon as I see that pop up. Message, tweet at me, whatever. Whatever works for you. So a whole bunch of tennis picks. A little bit of survivor talk as the you know survivor picking is open and the contest lines are open, I believe, as well. Are they open? Let me check. Got to make sure they are open because I, uh, not that we're really going to look at them. No, I don't believe they're open yet. I think they open later today. Usually, what, Wednesdays? Is that when they release them? There's really no rush to look at those is the thing. Uh, you might as, I mean, if you're making your picks early on that, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. I also think Survivor, you know, you're better off waiting until Sunday to make the make your pick. I just enjoy talking about it. Um, tennis plays. Let's go over that first here. A whole bunch of tennis plays. Yesterday, uh, we went one and one. I believe. Let's see if we can. Well, Katarina Bandel was late. It gets confusing when they're late at night. So Bandel was a winner. Ipez Oz was a loser yesterday. So that pretty much washes out even. Well, make a tiny bit of money because um, Bandel was a was a plus one twelve dog. They were both dogs. Today though, um, a couple of we have Rebecca Peterson already plus one thirty three. We've got uh, we really did well with that because we're gonna beat the line pretty darn good. Uh, where it's going to close, like plus 118 or so. If you didn't bet that already, eh, don't know if I'd recommend it. Um, do, do, do. Next couple of plays, Sarah Irani over on uh, FanDuel, plus 130 against Dalma Golfi. And this one just doesn't make sense to me. Sarah Irani's better in every way. I know Golfi's... Younger, more up and coming, but I don't think that justifies the price here. So Sarah Ronnie plus one thirty. That one is soon, so so get that in. A little bit later this morning, Erica Andreva against Mar Mar Marnia Zanevska. That's Eric Andreva with two E's. A N D R E E V A. Andreva, Erica Andreva, minus 108 against Marnia Zanevska. Erica Andreva is, I don't know, 17 or 18 or something. Just incredible tennis player. So we're going to go ahead and take that. Numbers look really, really good. I'm not convinced with Zanevska's. Um, Tatiana, Maria against. Nadia Podorosa. Tatiana Maria over on Barstool was actually the best number. Minus 127. There were some bigger numbers out there. That seemed to, that was the best one available. Minus 127 on Tatiana Maria against Nadia Podoroska. Again, this is kind of one of those things. It's all a numbers play, right? Tatiana's been much better. Podorosa's had some double fault issues. Um, the percentages are starting to creep up. So you don't like to see that. It's a surefire way to lose matches. 
So we'll stay away from that one. And then finally here, uh, let's see. Finally here, Mayor Sharif, minus 102. That was at Barstool as well. That was a pretty good number compared to the market. Um, this is on, you know, this is Bucharest. This is on Clay as well against Julia Graber, who we've been on a few times. We faded her a few times. This is the spot to fade her, though. Her double fault percentage is just out of control over the last, well, just in September. Just out of control. It's 9%ers, 8%ers, 6%ers. That's still really high. You're not going to sustain much winning with a 6 plus percent double fault rate. Even in her last couple matches, she's had a lot of break points. She's been fortunate to save so many against Rekha Lukiani that she won a couple of weeks ago. She had 10 break points. She saved eight of them. Again, a not uh, a rate that you're just not going to keep up. So in any event, Mayor Sharif minus 102 on Barcel. So one, two, three, four, five. Five tennis plays going on if you include Rebecca Peterson, who is a little bit later this morning. We'll make sure we get those uh, sent in. I'll get those sent in to Steady Picks and be no problem. We'll get them all in. Over to Survivor, though. A little Survivor talk. Um, the pool is open to make your selections. And this week's not as bad as last week. Like you looked at last week and it was evident that we were going to have some problems. And if you do look at the, at the problems people had. So Circa lost about Circa millions survivor. Lost about 52% of its entries in week one. 52%. Now remember, they have ties that are losses. If it's a tie, if the game is a tie, it is a loss. In DraftKings, a tie is a not a loss. It's a win. You move on. That's important to know. In DraftKings, about 50, what's that? 55% of entries survived. So 45 entries out. 45%, excuse me. So what we have remaining is 7,277 out of 13,072. We lost 7,000 entries, 6,000-some entries in one day. 6,000-some. In one day. In one NFL Sunday. 45% of the field gone. Poof. It's amazing, man. The the circuit or the, the, the survivor leagues are just amazing. 
And this was, again, this was with ties counting as a win. Imagine what would happen in this one if, you know, if, if ties were a loss. It would have been a bloodbath. Um, in, in the DraftKings pool, though, the just the pick distribution, if you will, for some insight, Baltimore Ravens were easily the heaviest pick at 23%. 49ers at 9%. Uh, they obviously lost, so that made up a good chunk. Uh, the Colts, 15%. That's where we were. Uh, looks like the second largest pick on the board. Um, the Tennessee Titans were 10%. That obviously uh, lost. They lost to the Giants. And the Denver Broncos, 13%. And they obviously lost on Monday night to the Seahawks, which was a we talked about yesterday, but another coaching sitting here scratching your head, offering to be the head coach of one of these teams because I think I might do it better. Did I say that? Yeah. Oh, well. But that's the pick distribution. A lot of, a lot of you know, four or five teams that really had the bulk of the entries. Um... Am I happy that we were in such a large large crowd? No. Am I happy we avoided using the Ravens and we got through? You better believe it. Cincinnati Bengals, 8.3% as well. So we pretty much, I mean, of all the teams that took some action on this, we got pretty fortunate that our team wasn't the one to go. Because all the other big distribution, pick distribution numbers here, they either lost or it was a brutal game. So now we keep this in mind moving forward, right? And it's always important to know if you're in this particular one, which I know some of our some of our listeners are, uh, that's great. This will help you a lot. I hope you did not pick the Ravens because that was that was the pick you wanted to avoid because you're just using the best team in week one. Remember, we are playing to win. We're not playing to survive. We're playing to win the million dollar prize. One point two million at this point, I should say. So as we look for this week, though, it's, uh, I mean, there's a couple obvious choices or ones like obvious first glances that you might look at. Um, I think one of those is probably the, the Rams against the Falcons. That's probably the biggest, most like obvious. Oh yeah, that's a winner. So but I really don't think you, from a game theory-wise, I don't think you want to use the Rams yet. I really don't think you want to. Um, if you look at, you know, gosh, Cleveland and the Jets, maybe that's somewhere you want to go. I wouldn't blame you if that's where your eye took you, Cleveland against the, the Jets, but Cleveland just kind of scares me altogether after that last game. I don't know. Not so sure how I how I feel about that. Uh, let's see here, and there 
the Browns are six point favorites against the Jets on Sunday. These are those lines are bet MGM. Uh, Rams are ten and a half point favorites. The 49ers against the Seahawks. The 49ers are ten point favorites. I just don't know if I uh, I don't know about that. Ten point favorites against the Seattle Seahawks, who looked really good. And again, don't overreact to Week One, but they did look pretty darn solid. So they're ten point favorites against the Seahawks. The 49ers are. The Bengals, eight-point favorites against the Cowboys. And that's probably where I go on the road against the Dallas Cowboys. That'll be without Dak Prescott uh, for, well, Jerry Jones says four weeks. We'll see if that actually happens. Not going on the IR. But the Cincinnati Bengals, is that going to be my play for for Survivor? The Bengals on the road against the Cowboys. I do think it's the best spot to take the Bengals because I'm not super high on them. Um, you could obviously look towards the Packers against the Bears. They're 10-point favorites at home. That's the other one that if you if – you, put me to the fire right now and said, pick a game. I'm either picking the Bengals against the Cowboys or I'm picking the Packers against the Bears. Because, again, the Packers I'm not real high on this year either for reasons that you saw yesterday or uh, Sunday. And they're playing the Bears at home. Are they really going to lose a divisional game at home like this? I don't think so. So, I think the pack the Packers are probably a safer choice. They're probably a safer choice. But you also don't want to be too safe because remember, you've got to keep some teams alive. You've got to be prepared to go down the stretch. If you get down the stretch and all you have to pick from is, you know, the Falcons and the Commanders and the Lions and whatever teams you don't really like, Panthers, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. A lot, a lot of trouble. So you just have to try and pick your spots, and I think it's a good spot to pick the Packers. That's what I'm going to lock in for now. I'm going to lock in the Green Bay Packers on Sunday night football. Oh, God, that's got heartbreak written all over it, doesn't it? But that's what we're going to lock in for now. For now. I like to make a pick just so I have a pick uh, in there. Of course, the contest picks will be out. We'll talk about those as we get a little bit closer. I'm really excited to do the pod uh, tonight with with these folks. I think everybody's going to really enjoy it. It'll be something different to listen to and just a different way to kind of enjoy my content anyway. One other thing I was looking at, uh, again, pro football, um, pro football focus, PFF, really, really good stuff, man. I can't, I just totally discounted this for such a long time thinking that it was stupid. I don't know why I did that, man. But hey, 
humble enough to admit I'm not perfect. I don't know everything. Um, they've got a stat called breakaway percentage. Shows which runners earn the highest and lowest percentage of the yards on big plays. And I just thought this was interesting as I stumbled across it because it's such a catch-22 of a number, isn't it? Because obviously you love you love the long plays, right? You love the long plays. I love the breakaway plays, 15 or more yards, running down the field. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, does it show you who's kind of boom or bust a little bit? Like, if all of your yards come from breakaways, you really rely on those breakaways, right? That's kind of my thought. Like, Elijah Mitchell's on here as somebody who has a high percentage of breakaways. Now, again, he, he didn't play as much as some of the other guys on here, but Elijah Mitchell's number 12. Antonio Gibson, number 9. What I thought was interesting was to flip this chart. Give me the players that have the lowest breakaway percentage and how do they do I just thought some of it was interesting not that they're of course they're not better players they're in most cases or in all cases worse players but I just thought it might show if you can find a guy who's been really good that doesn't have a large breakaway percentage it might show you some just consistency of running on first and 10, getting eight yards every time. That was just a thought I had. But you flip it like Najee Harris shows up on here. You obviously had a good year. A.J. Dillon's number one, 11% breakaway percentage. Ezekiel Elliott's up here. I don't know. Just thought it was, uh, just thought it was interesting. That's all. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Thank you so much for listening today. Again, at SteadyPicks underscore Tom. That's the best place to reach me. At GetSteadyPicks on Twitter and Instagram as well. Some other exciting stuff coming. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Enjoy your day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.